0: from you is used for something
1: essential. But that's nonsense. The General Accounting Office recently said the Department of Homeland Security spent $3 billion on salaries for government employees who never showed up
0: for work. Hello and welcome to Kevin's Podcast Show. I'm your host, Kevin Marshall. Thank you very much for being here. This is Day 2 of the 21 Day Challenge and today we're talking about government waste, folks. How does your government waste your money? Well, There are a lot of examples we're just going to have to pick out, I don't know, eight or ten of them and just go with it. I don't know how else to do it because there is so much government waste, it is incredible. And by the way, the topic was suggested by my buddy Andy Pratt, he was a... co-host on one of my episodes I don't remember which episode it was maybe 14 episode 14 I may think maybe 13 Uh, you can go back and look at it it's in the title really good guy really smart guy and it is a good idea so we're just going to start it off and this comes to me from this comes from the Reader's Digest this is where I got the report and like they say about the Reader's Digest they condense but they don't lie. All right, so the first story that they talk about in Government Waste is that the Pentagon was criticized in 2017 for spending $28 million. $28 on licensing fees for lush green pattern on Afghan National Army uniforms. Not for our army, but for their army. $28 million. Lush green pattern. I want you to remember that. Lush green. Now that might work here in East Tennessee... Might be good up in the hills of the Appalachia, but in Afghanistan, 98% desert, probably not going to be a good idea. Just saying. Afghanistan is 98% desert, so the bright colors would stand out. Not what you're looking for in camo. No kidding. Picking a different color, say one of the many others that the government already has the rights to and aren't used by American forces, plus making alterations like swapping pricey zippers for cheap buttons would save the taxpayers about 68 million dollars over the course of a decade so why don't they do it because it's not their money they're spending they're spending our money and they don't care to spend other people's money that's our government that's why i'm a libertarian i do not like other people spending my money for stupid shit number two it was actually, we actually spent money. The government actually spent money. I'm, I'm uh, awestruck by this. <clears throat> government figured out the anti-smoking ads weren't resonating with young adults. They decided to go straight to the source. That's right. They went to hipsters. Those skinny jeans wearing, beard having, man bun doing hipsters. Or is the uh, commune property called them, a group focused on the alternative music scene, local artists and designers, and eclectic self-expression. Hipsters. That's what we used to call hippies back in the day. Now they're hipsters. Same difference. Anyway, the the campaign spent $5 million of federal cash on a uh, hipster-branded beer cozy. And other swag, smoke-free events featuring indie bands and artist-designed flyers and more. The initiative involved paying hipster smokers $100 to kick the havoc and blog about quitting. The hope was that the influencers would spread the anti-smoking message to their friends and make smoking uncool. Mm Mm-hmm. Number three, the government spent... $518,000 $518,000 in federal grants to study how cocaine affects sexual behaviors on Japanese quail. Well, not even American quail, Japanese quail. First off, cocaine, I've heard, makes you be able to have sex for a very long time. Especially if you put it on the head of your penis, I've heard. It's just what I've heard. The saying. So, they wanted to see how cocaine affects, uh, quail. Not even American quail, Japanese quail. Okay. They were trying to look at how cocaine abuse affected risky sexual behaviors in humans. And the sex habits of quails are easy to measure in a lab settings. $518,000. A half a million dollars to study about cocaine and the effects on Japanese quail. Taxpayer dollars at work. Number four, hamster fights. For more than 20 years, Northwestern University researchers received National Institutes of Health money to watch hamster fights. That's right, they weren't in the octagon, they weren't uh, finding one another in front of a crowd and making money off of the, the VIG, but they reportedly received more than $3 million over the course of the project, and $306,000 in 2015 alone. Some of these experiments involved injecting hamsters with steroids, then putting another hamster in the cage to see if the drug rodents were more aggressive when protecting their territory. Other investigations were to see if the trained fighters, uh, through the, they see if they could train the fighters, the hamsters through a two week of a face off, made more the critters more aggressive. The experiment stopped after animal rights activists pressured the lab to cut the program. Well. Listen, animal rights activists, I'm all glad that you stopped it, but not because of the hamster fighting, because personally, I'd like to see a hamster fight. I'd pay money to see a hamster fight. Damn, that sounds exciting. Hamster fighting sounds wonderful, but I don't want my tax money spent on it. That's all I'm saying. Okay, this is number five. Number five, some old schools, firehouses, offices, and more aren't being used by the government, but they still hold on to them. We have about 770,000 unused or underused buildings nationwide as of 2016. The thing is, these buildings don't just sit there innocently. Even empty, they require maintenance, such as basic power, a mowed lawn, pipes that won't freeze. That cost adds up. It costs us $1.7 billion every year to take care of these 770,000 unused buildings. Now, I'm sure they go on record as being unused, but I wonder how many of them are actually CIA safe houses. Just curious. Okay. Okay. That should take us through about five of those. We're going to come back with some more after this, and maybe even get to some uh, something great in the volunteer state later in the uh, episode. But right now, we're going to take a break and hear from the unknown redneck. <laughs>
2: Hey friends, it's Unknown Redneck here, coming at you, and still we're just hunting for Starla Jean to get us dressed for her wedding that she's getting married to that Frenchy fella and lord how mercy, Cheryl's just tickled to death. And they've been a- hunting through all kinds of interweb pages and going through these magazines all over his house. I ain't never seen such a thing. And, uh, of course, Kurt Angle's been out running around with his warmer nerd, Joanne, and I'm happy that he's out of the house to give us a little more room. I don't know what I'd do if I had to put up with him while he was here. But anyhow, I just wanted to let you all know that I've been handling things pretty good, and I went down there, and now don't tell Starla Jean or Cheryl or even Kurt Angle about this, but I'm gonna tell you, I went down there and made a little deal with my boss down there at the woodworking shop, and he's gonna give me some extra jobs and some extra time on my paycheck, and I'm gonna work a little extra, and I'm gonna be able to do something a little extra special for them youngins whenever they get married. Now, I ain't gonna tell you what it is right now, but I am planning something pretty dang big, so y'all can just be ready for it. And, you know, I might just say, it might be another new stove, but, you know, wait, shh, mom's word, we ain't talking about it right now. Anyhow, I'm just letting you know that, honey, we're just excited as we can be about them youngins getting married, and I'm kind of getting, I'm getting excited about it. I am, I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I, I'm just wondering, uh, I'm just wondering where they're gonna live. I don't know. We'll see, I guess. Anyhow, that's my little update. in this unknown redneck, and you know where I am.
0: Well, I wonder what kind of exciting surprise he's got. It might be a new stove. You know, he he does like the way people cook, and he does like that punteen. Anyhow, I guess we'll just have to stay tuned to see what kind of surprise he's going to get them. But anyway, that's a little update there from the unknown redneck. He'll be with us every episode. And don't forget, this is the 21 day challenge, 21 episodes of the Kevin's Podcast show, 21 minutes long. And we're going to be doing as much as we can down the road. And we've got some new sponsors, and uh, check them out. And don't forget that this episode's sponsored by Anchor Podcast. Let's get back into it. All right, this will be number six, I suppose. Printing documents that no one reads. And although the Federal Register, a daily document that outlines the government proposals, decisions, and meetings and more, could theoretically make money through its $929 annual subscription fee, a good deal of the copies are unread. Every member of Congress automatically receives a new copy every day. And even though the contents are available for free and searchable online, it costs them over a million dollars a year to print that federal registry every day and send it out to every member of Congress in the House of Representatives and the Senate both. And I'm sure the president and probably all of the justices and all their ancillary members get that stuff too. It seems ridiculous to be wasting paper and killing trees, but that's another way they're doing it. Here's some more waste of money. Some cheered and others scratched their heads when the Institute of Museum and Library Services gave the University of California Santa Cruz $615,000 in 2009 to digitize, that is to say they took pictures of, its collection. Collection of tickets, photos, T-shirts, and other memorabilia donated by the band Grateful Dead. You can still view the online collection of more than fifty thousand items that the university library site. The juicy thing about it is that's fifty thousand items. That's about mm, what twelve dollars per item. It took twelve dollars per to take a picture of them. I take a lot of pictures. Of my phone, folks. I'm just saying. Okay, here's another one. 2011 report from the Treasury Inspector General for the Tax Administration found that the Internal Revenue Service spent quite a bit of money on unused items and storage. After accounting for the items that had been used within a year and a half, the report estimated that the IRS spent $862,000 on unnecessary warehouse space. I'm just going to tell you right now, the IRS, every dollar the IRS spends is an unnecessary uh, dollar because, in my opinion, they shouldn't exist. That's my opinion. I don't think we should be paying income tax. I think in- income tax is illegal. I don't think it should be done. There, sh- there should be other ways for the government to bring money in, perhaps through a fair tax or a sales tax or, well, just about anything else, a value added tax. And oh, we'll get into that some other time. But anyway, I digress. Uh, The International House of Pancakes, that's right, the IHOP, got some American love when $500,000 from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services granted them some money that went to help build an IHOP in Washington, D.C. neighborhood. And no, this wasn't about members of Congress getting a new place to eat a short stack. The initiative was to create 70 full-time jobs for low-income workers who qualified for government financial assistance. So, we helped them build an IHOP, and it created 70 full-time jobs. The government's business shouldn't be to create jobs. They should help people create jobs, but they shouldn't create jobs. Okay, let's go on to another one. Uh, 2017 Super Bowl, that'd be Super Bowl 51, Takes the crown as the most watched program in U.S. TV history. It's no surprise that even a short ad cost a lot of money. But why the U.S. Census Bureau spent $2.5 million for a 30-second ad during the Super Bowl uh, boggles the mind. The Bureau said it stands by its decision, arguing that for every 1% increase in mail-in responses it received, it would save $85 million sent workers uh, door-to-door to collect the information. Maybe. I don't know. It just seems ludicrous to me. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Here's another one. The National Comedy Center in Jamestown, New York, slated to open in fall 2018, received... $3.525 3.525 million dollars from New York State plus another 1.7 million in federal grants. that's ones I'm worried about because that's where my money goes to. The 1.7 in federal grants the immersive Museum immersive Museum will feature a look back into influential comedians including holograms showing off classic comedians in their heyday. Uh, the museum hasn't released its names but it's expected that Jamestown native Lucille Ball will be among the comics brought back to life. But again, why are we spending $1.7 million in federal grant to do this? If New York State wants to do that, I'm fine with that. But Lucille Ball, although I did enjoy the Lucy show and I love Lucy and Vita Vita Vegeman and all those sort of things, had nothing to do with Podunk, Tennessee, where I live. Now, if, you know, Jamestown, New York wanted to put up a museum and immortalize Lucille Ball in some sort of a hologram, then that's fine. But I don't see as how I should be paying for that. Okay, that's just some examples today about uh, some of the weird things that we pay outlandishly on in our tax dollars, crazy amounts of money. Uh, I just, uh, you know, if you're not a libertarian, if you think you're a Republican or if you think you're a Democrat, I urge you, I urge you to study the libertarian philosophy because basically that says, if it ain't hurting me, I stay out of it. And don't spend my money on something we don't need. And I'm all about that. Okay, folks, let's see. We're going to do some something great in the volunteer state. Stand by for that. Okay, folks, I want to give a shout out to Weird Tennessee on Facebook. Just look up, if you've got the Facebook app, just go up into the search, type in Weird Tennessee, you'll find all kinds of good little stories. And one of them that we brought in today from Weird Tennessee is, uh, let's see, Dateline, Knoxville. Nope, I take that back. It's not even Knoxville. This is Elizabethton. Uh, it's from a Knoxville TV station website. That's, that's what I got here. The Force was not with 21-year-old Luke Skywalker. Yes, that's the boy's name, Luke Skywalker. Walker, after he was arrested by Elizabeth Elizabethan Police Department, according to WJHL, Walker was arrested last week for violation of probation. Records show Walker, a Johnson City native, was on probation in connection of felony theft charges. Mark Hamill, who played Luke Skywalker, the main protagonist of the original Star Wars film, took to Twitter after Skywalker's arrest. The real crime here, he said, is Mr. And Mrs. Walker saddling this poor guy with that name in the first place that's so true and again that's a little weird news and something great from the volunteer state and thanks once again to weird tennessee on facebook for that story and many more more stories like that if you're interested then i encourage you to go online and check them out okay we're coming up on the end and uh coming up on about 19 and a half minutes now we've got 21 minutes 21 days this is 21 day challenge of kevin's podcast show uh we're going to try to put out content every day 21 minutes worth of content it's a challenge so two days in a row two days in a row is good this is season two episode two and if uh, any of y'all is interested you can shoot me an email uh at uh erva productions uh, gmail.com you can also kps um uh, Kevin's podcast show at uh, gmail.com. You can also look me up on Twitter. I'm on. Uh, hey, send me a message through Anchor Podcast app. It's another reason to get Anchor Podcast app because you can also send a message. You can put a voicemail on there. If you leave me a voicemail, I might play it on air. Can't never tell. But anyway, okay, folks, I'm going to sign off here. And thanks once again. This is a 21 day challenge, 21 minutes, 21 episodes of Kevin's podcast show. Thanks for listening. See ya. Yeah.
1: think a trans woman is a real woman (laughs) i don't really like the way those questions are formulated you know i don't know what that means what do you mean a real woman well i'm asking you in your mind you know it depends what you think a real woman is but do you think a trans woman is a woman no why not because i think that women are capable generally speaking of having babies and they have female genitalia and they have an XX chromosome, and and I think the biological markers are relevant. I'm interested in people being able to have different choices and um, and having equality of outcome. Aha, well, so the overwhelming proportion of people who are in prisons are male. Now, do you want to equalize that, just out of curiosity? I... What about bricklayers? They're 99% male. And, the f- and we've got about three quarters of, of the population now in universities mm-hmm. in the humanities and social sciences are female. Yeah. Are we going to equalize that? And men men work more longer hours, they work more dangerous jobs, they're more likely to move, they're more likely to work outside, they're more likely to participate in jobs in the STEM fields that are scalable, they make more money for those reasons. And that's all hidden under the idea that the reason that men and women make different amounts of money is because of their gender. It's a very simplistic analysis.